Okay, so now that we're recording, I'm just going to jump right into it. Yeah, we'll jump right into it. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> we were just talking before this, and it was like deep conversations, mostly like about our spiritual journey and stuff. So I think this is going to be fun because we're just really going to chat about this and catch up with one another and see like kind of check in with our own spiritual spiritual journeys as well so I think it'll be nice to like yeah. do that check in absolutely and this this kind of feels like the vibe of you whoever's listening just sitting with us while we chat because these are how our chats are before we start recording and for so long we've had the idea to just press the record button as soon as we start chatting and we're doing it so this is going to be like you're just in the room observing with us and hopefully some of the messages resonate with you. If not, then you're probably not listening right now because I'm pretty sure like everything happens for a reason. So there's a reason you clicked on this and there's probably a message in it for you. So um, one of the things that Lynn and I have talked about a lot of the, before a lot of the episodes we recorded is our spiritual journey and how much it's changed from day one or even like month one. Um, and a lot of the times, like for me, I've, I've felt like this essence of not feeling spiritual, <laughs> which is um, we were just talking about how that's such a silly thing to say or think because like we're spirituality in itself, right? So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, like, I totally know what you mean when you say, like, you don't feel spiritual, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And I was sitting on this concept today and kind of just like meditating on it a little bit, just sitting in silence, which I haven't done, admittedly, in a long time. I haven't consistently sat in silence. And I know it's been, it helps me so much because my mind is on overdrive. And the first thing that came to mind was embrace it Um, because I had this question of what to do when you don't feel spiritual. And the first thing that came in my mind was embrace it. And um, also like there's this lens of like us separating, like when we don't feel spiritual, it's actually like a good thing because it's almost like we're acknowledging that there is this lens of like, where we're separating spirituality and we're separating the human experience, but it's all rolled up into one because we're inherently spiritual. So not feeling spiritual is not really a thing, but like many things in this universe, it's like one of those paradoxes. Mm -hmm. Like when you say you don't feel spiritual, like is it because you're, not doing like I don't know spiritual exercises spiritual practices is it because like you aren't like kind of embracing that spiritual mindset or like that mainstream spiritual mindset let me just say that like what is it that made you feel like that honestly it's probably a little bit of the the latter part of what you said like the spiritual kind of like mainstream and like what embodies spirituality and I think like for me because I I work with clients it's like I want to 
all obviously like, do work on myself and do what I believe is in alignment with like my journey, which is sitting in silence, for example, like having a routine. And I know that like personally knowing more and more about myself and learning more about myself, I function so well when I have a routine, when I have some structure in my day and I get to like play within the confines of that structure because there's something about me not having any structure that kind of lets my mind just um, be really rambunctious throughout the day and I don't really get much done. So it's like I have to have some kind of like my mind thrives on a little bit of structure and then I let like I let that be like a loose structure. So I think like not having that structure to me is like spirit is I guess missing like that little spiritual aspect. But um yeah, and and I've kind of like reframed it as as this good thing though because it's like this belief of um what spirituality is and like that I'm not this like magical being that's here to um for this like specific purpose and like here to play and like be and just laugh and like experience the beauty of earth um and I think like a lot of us kind of especially me I'm, I'm I get really compare like comparisonitis really easily so when I'm not like grounding myself in my own energy it gets it gets like I scatter it especially if I'm not focusing yeah if I'm not focusing on myself it tends to get really scattered and I've had many like psychics and energy healers tell me this that I have like shards of energy <laughs> like in other um like relationships or like people or it's just like it's like all scattered because I it's like as an empath I can't I've got to properly ground myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like for myself, I think one of the reasons why it was even recently, actually, like I just didn't feel spiritual. It was because I wasn't, um, I wasn't doing all the like mainstream spiritual practices and things like, you know, I wasn't, um, I stopped meditating like I I wasn't doing like energy cleanses on myself anymore and then like I basically honestly I got rid of a lot of my like spiritual instruments as well like my meditation bowls my um my crystals some of my oracle decks as well and I just felt so unspiritual because I didn't have these but like you where you were where the thought was like just the essence of our being is spiritual itself. Like, even if I don't do practices, even if I don't have these instruments, it doesn't mean I'm any less spiritual because me being here right now is just the embodiment of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's And it's, I think we get really, we can get really caught up in the tools. I love the tools. They're amazing. Like they're, I love crystals. They're beautiful to look at and they have like a really awesome vibration to connect to but Mm -hmm. if you're that's like the point when you don't feel connected to the spiritual tools it's like almost this force or like this power asking you to to like look and find your own spirituality from within rather than like your external environment Mm -hmm. um that's just like how I interpret it and that's I love my spiritual tools I don't know if I'll ever 
um, release those from my possession. But I have found that I am, when I travel, I feel um, not as attached to them. And I think that's like, I love that you did that because it's almost like you're releasing attachment to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, I feel like a lot of people have might, or maybe not a lot, I should say some people have attachment, you know, to the spiritual tools and they feel like they can't do X, Y, Z without those spiritual tools, but it's really just like a crutch and like a permission slip that we give ourselves when we use these tools. Yeah. And it's not saying like these tools are inherently bad or anything like that is just for me, like when I was doing my inner work and like I was thinking to myself, I was just like, as a person, I don't like clutter. Like um, when I have too much stuff around me and in my environment, like I can't focus as a person. So I went on this whole entire decluttering spree. And some of the things that I let go was my like the spiritual instruments, tools that I had, because ultimately I think like one of the things I was thinking is like, these will not make me more spiritual. Um, And honestly, I haven't used them for a while either. So I was like, I'm just going to let them go. But I think the fact that just me thinking is like, these don't make me more spiritual kind of ties into like saying, like circles back to what we're saying is like, we don't feel spiritual somehow. Like I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just like, we felt less spiritual because we weren't doing certain things, but then I let these things go because I was thinking they don't make me more spiritual. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. No, it, it totally makes sense. It's like this, a lot of the things that, I feel like a lot of things are such a paradox and um, attachment kind of surrounds that, it surrounds a lot of um, paradoxes, but I, it's like, it's almost like you were trying to prove to yourself that you are inherently spiritual. Like you don't need these external things in your environment to prove that you are spiritual to anyone because you know it. And like a lot of people, I mean, myself included, like I still feel like I need these tools in my environment to, um, but I think that's also like a self-worthiness wound, which we were talking about earlier too. Um, Before we started recording, we were talking about self-worthiness, but like for me, because I still have that wound, I feel like I still need to prove myself, even to myself sometimes. So it's like a reminder that I have to have there. And I think like whatever way you resonate with, whether you want these souls in your environment or you don't, it's all perfect for you. Like it's, there's no like, like, um, gosh, there's this quote I still, I see all the time on Instagram and it's like, Um, don't compare your chapter one or your chapter like 20 to somebody else's chapter 20 because it's everyone's on the like it has a different purpose everyone Mm -hmm. has a different mission in this life and nobody has the same mission like if these missions collectively may unify for like a bigger mission but you know it's all under like this it's like this web of consciousness and there's like center points and everyone's like on this web and it's just I know um I don't know if this is gonna flow into this but like when we have like those harsh labels like what is spiritual this isn't spiritual this isn't spiritual or this is spiritual I think that we kind of um 
dilute the meanings of the certain things because having like harsh labels and stuff where it doesn't like fit the perfect mold for what we believe it to be is like is kind of like diluting the meaning of stuff and limiting it because I um like for me when I when I start to label myself I'm like okay well I'm only these things I'm not outside of these things but like we're limitless so it's like um yeah I guess that's another paradox (laughs) no but I know exactly what you mean and like right now hold I'm seeing if I bookmarked this quote because I saw this quote and I thought it was amazing and I'm going to read it to you because I think it ties into what you just said but it says our identity is only an idea. It's who everyone around us has told us who we are from the time we were born. Sometimes we can forget this and feel trapped, but understanding that we're much larger than who we're told we are frees us from mental limitations and makes seemingly impossible new life paths possible. So like it's talking about other people labeling us, but we can also attribute that back to us. So like when we put labels on ourselves, we're putting ourselves in these little boxes and that we have to follow like basically whatever comes with that. So like in the sense of spirituality, I don't know, like I feel there's this kind of view of what a spiritual person is like and how they act and what their demeanor is and like their likes and dislikes. And if you don't, fall into that kind of, I don't know, description, you are not considered spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like one of the things, and that's something like, honestly, I remember when I started my spiritual journey and people are like, you're not spiritual. Like you're so foul mouth, you're negative. Like they were just saying all these things and they're like, you can't be like, you're not a spiritual person. You don't fall, like you don't fall into that typical description, but it's just, I don't think there is a description. Mm -mm. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with that one. It's, there's literally no description to it. It's like this word that is limitless. (laughs) spirituality yeah Mm -hmm. um like even I think I might have mentioned this another episode but whatever um it's there's this another quote that says says something about the most spiritual quote-unquote spiritual person is like a fisherman that doesn't doesn't know anything about spirituality he's simply like immersed in his craft and he loves it so much he loves fishing so much he's connecting to the source so potently and he doesn't even realize it. So it's like, there's so many different, I guess that's also like labeling spirituality, but in a sense, I feel like it's just being connected to source and whatever source means for you and, um, being like your true essence. So I love that you touched on like how people viewing you outside of that, like light, love and light spirituality lens was like you being considered not spiritual (laughs) Mm -hmm. no it's just like stop putting me in a box people please (laughs) no but like to you what does spirituality like mean to you specifically i just think it's being like your true self so and and doing the things you really care about and are passionate about and serving the world in some way like however you however that resonates with you um I think that's really what it means to me 
<laughs> and what mm. I've been kind of working more towards is like being my true self and like being more human because I was very much in that like love and light spirituality lens, which honestly, like I felt great. Like when I was in it, I felt very connected to source. I felt like I was doing my passion. I was serving, but at the same time I hadn't, I kind of like fell off of that structure. And, um, although I had done the work, I fell off of that structure of doing the work and like accepting myself and my journey of where I was. And I kept like looking back to that one point where I felt a certain way. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So like, I kind of, um, I shouldn't say fell off of, I fell off of some kind of structure I had made for myself because that was after I came back from my retreat in Costa Rica and I had done all of that amazing inner work and I had been held my, I had held myself in this like higher vibration and I felt really good. I felt like I was being myself. And then I started to, and this is where the one thing that I have has been the biggest lesson for me is properly grounding myself when I'm around other people. So I was like living at the beach alone and that's how I held that vibration. And then once I moved out of that area and, and with a group of, um, a group of friends that were necessarily like on the same journey as me, which was my lesson and something that I needed to learn for myself. So I'm so thankful for that time for, um, kind of like taught me how to ground myself now because I'm now back at the beach, like living, I have my own space. I have living with a partner where we have plenty of space to, you know, take time for ourselves within this, um, this house. And it's like, I think that one period in my life kind of taught me how to properly ground myself because I drifted from what my version, my personal version of spirituality was. And it's because I drifted from that. It's now I'm kind of like refining myself again. And it's almost like this this video game to me where I like lost my way and now I'm like, I'm coming back to center in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do find it really, um, it's a challenge when you're in an environment of people who aren't in the same journey as you and that you spend like a lot of your time with them. So like in your case, living with them, it's hard to, stay grounded and stay on your journey and not be influenced by like what they're doing, especially if you guys are a group of friends and it's like, Hey, do you want to come like, you don't know, to this party with us and you don't really feel like it because you wanted like, you know, recharge your batteries, but you're like, Hey, I'll go anyway. It's like, it's hard because if you have external factors, like influencing your journey at that point. Mm-hmm. But it did teach you like how to ground yourself in like circumstances, situations like that. So that's also a good like learning aspect. Yeah. And I don't know if how familiar you are with human design, but there's, there's like certain authorities in human design and certain um, like there's like generator, projector, manifesting gen and reflector. Mm-hmm. And I am a projector and I have a mental authority And before I found this out, I didn't really understand why I become my environment. I literally become my environment and I don't have, I kind of like lose my sense of identity if I'm in not the perfect environment for me. Like I have to curate my environment. It has to be aligned with me. So like I'm a mental projector, which means, yeah, like I, my authority is my environment. 
So when I'm not in the right environment, I'm not quote unquote in alignment. And I really don't feel it in myself. I don't feel it in my being. And I have like these, like I'm going through like this pur- purgatory um, phase in my life where I'm purging all those emotions that were not mine because I didn't know how to properly ground my energy. And I was taking on the identities of those around me. Although they weren't, they weren't bad people, they're amazing people, but it wasn't my own energy I I was feeling. It was like the energies of everyone else. So I have all these open centers in human design, which makes complete sense to me when I look at that. I'm like, okay, this is why I feel so, so deeply like the people around me. And this is not my anxiety. This is not, you know, my emotion to take on. And it goes a lot with like empathy and the empathy episode we had around establishing boundaries. And, um, yeah, that's been like a huge learning lesson for me is like, I'm like recalibrating my energy right now to my truth because I took on the energies of others for so long that I'm like refinding my truth again. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think like that's one of the struggles of being an empath, right? Is taking on that energy and like, it can be draining of your own energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I want to ask like you the same question, Lynn. What do you feel like spirituality is? Well, to me, you know, I never really thought too deeply about this question, but like, I think spirituality to me is just basically finding like, meaning in your own life trying to find like your purpose and like I talked to you about this before we even started like recording is I wanted to talk about finding your purpose and I think it to me that's what it is because I don't know I think for the longest time I've been trying to figure out what my purpose in life is everybody's not everybody but like you always hear people say things like follow your passion do what you love and it'll feel like you never worked a day in your life, whatever, and things like that. And when I think about it, I don't, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what my purpose in life is about. And it's something that I've been trying to figure out, I think for like the last little bit now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I, I go through periods of that too, where I lose sight of like what I actually like to do. Mm. Um, and it, it's like, I have to tune back into myself and really find that out for myself and like, let go of it and like have fun kind of thing. Yeah. And I think like, for me, it's kind of like the situation where you were living, um, with your roommates in the same sense where it's like, society kind of tells you like, this is what your life is supposed to be like. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And then it's just that influenced where I am today but now I feel like there's a misalignment and I don't feel like I'm living my life you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like I think with my spiritual journey when I started it I I'm pretty sure like unintentionally this was the reason why I started it was to try to find that meaning behind my life and my purpose And that's like, that's so common. I feel like that's why 90% of people start a spiritual journey is like to find themselves and find their purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's this continual, 
beautiful journey like that unfolds as as we like progress and as we um as time unfolds really <laughs> like yeah. we unfold with it and i i feel like my purpose has changed so much and i um there's this coach that i i took her um one of her um courses a long time ago and i'm like going through it again and it's so funny how she frames it it's like it's not really super spiritual but she's like stop overthinking about your purpose and she's like just list the things list the things that you like and then just choose one and then when you take action on it you'll know if it's for you and I'm like this is so great because I need that because I overthink everything so I need coaches that will literally tell me stop overthinking just choose something (laughs) and run with it Yeah, like, that's exactly what it is too on my side. And it's like, it's kind of like where it comes the whole paradox thing. It's like, you're trying to figure out what the purpose of your life is, but you should live your life because you'll just miss out on life. But it's just like, but don't you need to kind of like, sit with yourself and figure out what your purpose is. So it's like this whole entire circle again, that is just like, it's just like it never ends and I'm like oh my gosh it's just another rabbit hole I'm going down but it's like I I love what you just said because that's my issue is just like I have a list of things I want to do but I haven't taken action on most of it because I'm just like eh I'll wait a little bit feel it out see what happens but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and I think a lot of people do that because they are waiting for more clarity but the clarity will come when you take the action, which is, yeah. <laughs> I love how we keep touching on paradoxes in this. It's, it's so awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. The clarity literally will come when you take the action. I remember just very similar to you. I started my spiritual journey because I wanted to find out more about myself and I wanted, I knew I had something I wanted to share with the world, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was. So I, I remember when I first started, I had a blog on, um oh my gosh what was it it was like a beauty blog or something and then and then I like went to try to find out like about e-commerce so I started learning about e-commerce because I knew I wanted a business and then I started learning about curating like monthly subscription boxes and then I started learning about writing a blog on like cooking and like it's just my mind was going in so many different directions and finally like I took an action towards what I feel like I I really would have resonated with, which was nutrition school. I went to um, IIN, which is like the holistic nutrition school. And then from there, I started like learning about all these different concepts and all the ones that resonated with me were spiritual based. And so from there, I had this, this thought of, oh, okay, well, I guess I want to learn and teach and share about spirituality. So that's like literally how I started my business is taking action towards that. And I know you have a similar kind of um, journey where you like, you started, you started on mindset and you like took all, you took these courses and like worked with coaches and um, learned Reiki and, you know, in your ex, your corporate too. So we both, we both are on a, on a similar path where we were corporate and then we went to spirituality and then yeah. like back to corporate kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like mine though, like yours ended with like, you loved 
teaching about spirituality and you wanted to share your knowledge and everything. And like, that's the funny thing with my journey, your journey is so similar because I started with like, I was really into natural beauty and I was making my own products and selling them on Etsy. I was making like chakra bracelets. I went into like, I also did blogging. It was beauty blogging, like natural one. And then what else did I do? Like I went into coaching as well because I really wanted to like help people. That was my motivation behind it. And so I took like the course, um, got my certificate, started my business, got a coach to help me and then realized I did not want to do that. Like I did not enjoy coaching. (laughs) It was not for me. So I went back to corporate where I feel better about it because it's, I just feel good about working say like a nine to five and then just shutting off. Um, and then, yeah, so that was just something there, but it's just funny how like we had a similar path, but then ended in two different directions, but still are so similar at the same time. Yeah. And, and can you imagine if you wouldn't have even taken that first step? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you found so much clarity. We both found so much clarity from taking that very first step and then Mm -hmm. taking steps after that. And like kind of um, floundering around, honestly, pretending we know what we were doing until we actually realized, you know, I want to do this or I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There was, what's ironic is like when I was starting my coaching business, I wanted to focus on like having clarity around life's purpose. And then I realized I have no clarity around my own life's purpose because <laughs> I realized that it wasn't what I want it wasn't something I wanted to do and I still don't know what I want to do, but it was just felt, it felt like it was super ironic that I was going to coach people on finding clarity on their purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a good ironic though. It's, I feel like that was definitely your purpose for a little bit and who knows, who knows if that could lead you in a different direction in the future. But um, I feel like a lot of purpose coaches realize that's their purpose is to find other people's purposes I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's, you know, that's, that's what their calling is in the moment. And, um, it's almost like a, to me, it kind of feels like a business coach that's there to help other people start their business. You know, it's like this, um, because not everyone is meant to have a super specific, um, like niche like that. They, they're meant to, kind of activate other people like little seeds like water the seeds and help them nourish it and then those people go on to have super specific niches you know what I mean so um I think it's like it reminds me of that gosh there's a story about this guru okay it's the guru that Rumi worked with the spiritual Mm -hmm. um the spiritual guru Rumi he worked with one spiritual teacher this spiritual teacher never mentor or mentored anyone else except for Rumi can you imagine that? Like without this spiritual teacher, Rumi would not be the person they are today. And this one spiritual teacher had never mentored anyone before, never mentored anyone again, except for Rumi. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I just, I thought that was so interesting and I'm like, okay, well, some people are there to literally mentor one person that will go on to change the world. And like, that is their beautiful purpose. Like, I don't know. That's so cool to me (laughs) to think about that. 
No, that is super cool for sure. And like, I really like how you mentioned like some coaches are just like their purpose is to kind of nurture like the idea and activate that seed. And then they like that person or that client moves on to like a more specified sort of coach, like a specialized coach. And like, I think that goes back to when I was trying to do coaching and I was so caught up in trying to niche down because like in the industry, people are telling you, you need to niche down, you need to niche down. And like, I really struggled with that part. And I think that also contributed to like why I fell out of love with coaching is because I couldn't find my niche. And I was just like, if I can't find my niche, then should I really be coaching? Mm. Yeah. And a lot of the times these rules and it's another label, like a label, a limit, a limit, a rule, it's all the same category will literally prevent us from moving forward. And I think that's Mm. one thing that I have recently committed to is like doing my business in a way that does not align with like what I'm told, but rather aligns with my soul and like what I actually feel like I want how I want to conduct my business because there's like a new paradigm of business birthing. Like I could feel it and I can feel like even with the people that are still listening to this and they are projectors in human design. I, that's one thing that projectors are meant to help like birth into this new, this new paradigm is like that new way of doing business. And like the other types, like the generators are there to make it happen because generators are amazing at making things happen they have like this endless source of energy and manifesting gens too um lynn i think you're a manifesting gen i think we looked this up before (laughs) but you're you're like what's that i know i'm a generator for sure yeah so you're you're one of those but you're like you have this like endless source of energy and productors we don't have that. So it's like, we, we need to like, it's almost like everyone needs to like work together kind of thing to make this new business paradigm happen. Like whoever is in entrepreneurship or business or like even in the corporate world, like doing things like what with the way that you aligns with your soul will kind of help give other people permission to do, to do the same. Um, Cause they'll see like you acting a certain way that doesn't you know, that's not within the rules, but it's rather like what you feel is true to you. And it kind of like, yeah, it gives them permission. Okay. Oh, I can also do what I feel is true to me. So hi, Poyo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's like, yes, I agree with you. I, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love the support. I love the support. <laughs> my number one fan. <laughs> She's like, yes, girl. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, no, it's like, now I lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we could probably wrap it up now because I know that my um, my night is beginning at, yeah, in like 15 minutes. So I got to wrap it up anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this was a great conversation, Lynn. Thank you so much for agreeing to this this chat. I know you you love doing them. I, I'm always the nervous one to do them. So <laughs> <laughs> I love these kinds of things. I know. <laughs> yeah, she, you're perfect for this because you literally encouraged me to step outside my box in this way and like, and just be imperfect. So thank you. Gratitude for you. But um, I've seen like so many angel numbers during this, 
this call. Um, it's so awesome, but thank you guys so much listening and we'll wrap it up there and we'll talk to you in the next one. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye.